0: The other way. Hey man, shout out to all the kings that ever held it down in the town, man, you know what I'm talking about? Ice City to Soprani, man, the motherfucking West Oakland, Acorn, Ghost Town, all around this motherfucking Murder Dog, all the real kings, man, and they never spit a rap bar, man, you know what I'm talking about? Uh. Never wanted to be the king, I was good with being the mayor But it's crazy. they say F.A. you really could be the mayor Don't want no problems with these rappers, I'm too busy being a player Taking trips and copping whips and focusing on getting paid But I'm connected and respected, no police, she's in no half got a mine on that front line, been giving back for two decades had the biggest name and biggest chain before they ever cop. Been riding muscle,
1: buying four and never A relationship will always go much further than what a link will
0: Always be mindful that a link will expire A great friendship will not expire because those friendships, they mature, and the maturation of those things lead to so several different uh, historic events yeah. of friends meeting. Quincy uh, Jones meeting Michael Jackson goes on to create thrillers. Uh Goes on to continue to create uh, magical, you know, uh, uh, magical things, man. So we have to understand that, Yes, yeah, okay, like, yo, know, I sent you my mixtape, did you get it Download my down low right That's cool, because that's in the times, and we must, Change with the times or the times will change on you. Like then you had my space. Yeah, like, but you just, interesting. you just have to work, man. The hand-to-hand experience, building relationships, building friendships, and, uh, and create a way. creative. a way. But also, like we said, you must study. Yes, that's what we spoke about. I'll real touch on that. Before you can get into this, you've got to know where this came from. This you can't up in there because you put out, like you say, false prophets and all that. People are chasing the next big thing that really ain't. what's supposed to be followed touch upon that. Um, you must, I just, you must study, man. Um, and, What I, did you study, child sex people? Well, um, my biggest influence is some, some of these things, man, from, are, are guys like, you know, Too Short, guys like MC Hammer, guys like, um, Andre Nicotina, Mac Dre, and then just not the independent guys, you know, you mm-hmm. know, you definitely have the, the, the ditties and, the Russell Simmons, the E. O. Cohen, so some of these guys that are very influential in their respective fields. Mm-hmm. And you have to see what was the groundwork that made them who they are, and what what differentiates a person going from this level to that level. Well, relationships, like a big part. All of these things: their grinds, their relationships, and what was detrimental in some of those guys uh, plummet <laughs> from those top spots. Mm-hmm. You look at a Dame Dash, and everyone so, talks yeah. bad about Dame Dash, but. Uh, everybody needs a day dash. True, but do you think maybe a downfall in that, we wound the whole situation of selfishness played a part in certain demise of? I wasn't personally involved in that situation, so I could never say that selfishness was it. Mm-hmm. We, no one knows yeah, what Yeah, no, goes. yeah, like I said. Um, all we can do is make opinions, and we can sit here and we can talk about opinions of what went wrong, how it went wrong. Um, what was obvious and what was noticeable yeah. is that he went from being the behind the scenes brains behind the situation to a guy who wanted to be more so on the physical front. And that kind of caused a little confusion between Jay and he. And this is all from my personal just perspective. No one knows yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's a stone. It's just an opinion of saying, okay, if Dame would have stayed in the back and would have been the brains and fighting for it on the back end, would they still be still born what it is? Um, but everybody needs a Dame Dash. You know, everyone needs a, the early Dame Dash, the Dame Dash that says, why doesn't that code say dope here? Why does it say death check? You know, um, everybody needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a sense, that's motivation? You, you have to. It could be a drive. How could you not be, uh, how could you not admire a person like Dame Dash in those early stages where he was the only one that believed in it? I mean that you could you could not admire him, but in a sense, but if you the person on the end of that tongue lashing where he talking, you know, right Reckless to, you can see probably the frustration with people that'd be like, man, a you know, they can say fame's an asshole, but you need yeah, an asshole, that's what you, out to, yeah. I mean,
1: you 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 have to balance each other out. You can't have so many good guys. You gotta have somebody that has that structure that's actually going to with that last like he said, that's gonna make sure that brand has rather dope there and mm-hmm. hard lines. Mind UMG. You want to make sure that you have somebody that's on top of that. Kind of going what we were saying, Mr. Fred. As far as the grind go, you started. Uh, did when you started? Was you first signed with Mac Dre, or no, did you? I did a. I did a whole album. Um,
0: with a guy named E.B. Um, and E.B. was a guy in the neighborhood who was a local producer around here. Um, He was a guy who had some of the younger guys in my area in North Oakland. He was uh, mentoring these guys and he he had a studio in his home and uh, his hustle was relentless. He was creating uh, projects for people and pressing up projects and pressing up CDs. And The manuscript that he laid down was a a great blueprint uh, on how to be independent. He would show us how to get up and go out and go network and go shake hands and go meet several people and build these relationships. And I did a project with him, fresh out of high school. I actually was still in high school, and um, we, dropped the, we dropped the project. That project later got into the hands of Jazzy Jim, who was a program director of 94.9 at that time. Um, he heard some of this stuff. We got a chance to get a meeting with him. The energy was great. He created an opportunity for me to record uh, that album right there, the Nick Ladd novel. Um, and that Nick Latin album, Jazzy Jim, put everything behind that for me and he gave me a platform to make a name for myself. Uh, we didn't sell any records, like we didn't sell a miraculous amount of records, we didn't do uh, no streaming, you know, back then there wasn't any streaming. Right. Right. Like, it, I was, it was <laughs> just hand-in-hand, you know, yeah. hand. and, 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 but what it did was it gave me an opportunity to say, you know, I got a project, listen to it, tell me what you think. And we would do that, several, you know, grinding shows, free shows, doing things like that. Um, my cousin, who just actually left, I don't know if he's still here, but um, Desmond, AKA Nucci. Nucci is, uh, <laughs> Nucci is, uh, Nucci is my, my mom's sister's son. So my first cousin was managing Mac Dre at the time, and he was just like, yo cuz, we're trying to build this label, and I showed Dre some of your stuff, man, he, you know, he feeling his stuff, you want to come lock with us, and I was like, cool, man, you know, um, we had a chance to uh, meet up. Dre came to my mama house, bought some weed for my mom, we kicked it, laughed, lounge, you know. Um, we chilled and, you know, in the studio, got in the studio and it was just, to me, it was an opportunity. We created some of a pamphlet and, you know, from there, you know, <laughs> Mr. Fat, you know, things began to unfold for me.
1: Was you watching a lot of his business moves also, as far as behind the scenes of Matt Dre building that label?
0: No, I actually didn't really worry about the business at that time. Okay. I that the intricacies of the business was something I wasn't interested in. I was only interested in rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was just, I just wanted to rap. I just wanted to be heard. Um, like a lot of people, some people just want an opportunity to be heard. Yeah. And at that time, I was given an opportunity to be heard. And that's okay. what my focus was. My focus wasn't about, oh, let's sign this contract. Yo, let me have my lawyer look at this. And, you know, we should always be mindful of those things. Um, and, and no funny business went down or anything like that, it was always a great situation in the outlet. Um, it was a good time for us, like, I don't even battle rapping. It was great times. times. It was great times because uh, you approach things with and since, ambition and motivation. And anytime ambition and motivation mixes with creation, the things that you can cultivate becomes beautiful. And uh, I, was, I was a kid and still to this day. I'm still a kid living in my creations. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Peter Pan. You know, I never want to mm-hmm. leave Neverland. And if we never leave Never Neverland, that means we'll always be lost in our creations. We're lost in mm-hmm. our imaginations. And we can continue to keep working.
1: So, from creation. from <laughs> the grind of Mac, watching how Mac Dre actually structured, you said you wasn't so much on the business side, but, but putting out music. Consistency. That was that
0: was that was what we keyed in on. Okay. Um, I was marvelled at his ability to constantly keep working, Great. no matter what. He was always reinventing himself. Were you always writing? Yes, definitely. I okay. always wrote. I always wrote. Um, I started writing at 11 years old when I found out my father was diagnosed with AIDS, mm-hmm. and I was my mother's only child, and I had no one to really talk to about how I was feeling, the eeriness of trying to figure out what AIDS actually was at that time in '93, and '92. Um, mm-hmm. All we had um, you know, Easy E around that time, you know what i Magic Johnson, and it was just like, wow, like, what is, what is this? Um, so I began writing. I began writing um, small soliloquies and small poems and haikus and other forms of expression through with a pen. And um, I developed an art for writing. I will always continue to write. Um, it's it's always bigger than rap. So, yeah, I, I was writing, but I was just marveled at how Dre was able to reinvent himself on every project. Every project he was able to do this it might have been Dre Van Halen, it might be Ronald Dragan or might be Dre Magazine, however he was feeling. But he had a personality for every feeling of, of how he felt. And as an artist he was just very creative. So, um, to me that was that was dope to never get stuck in a box to where someone can say, Oh, you're this kind of rapper You know, just keep evolving, keep going. So, so we, was talking, we was watching a pop video and yeah. all that. So do you think like his driving on it was just as much as you know. Historically, we hear about pop, like you firsthand in the studio, go dreading on that. for like his driving on it. he music pushed out was it? the it seem as if it was like that? Pop was a different kind of individual, man. Um, and like I said, I wish I would have personally. Been, yeah. right? um, pop was always in creative arts, performance schools. Mm-hmm. Um, he was meant to do that. He to the drum, you know, the drama, the drama fiction, the class, movies. Mm-hmm. You know, Pop was a superstar before he became a super rap star, a right. movie star. And, I mean, above the rim, he dropped his ring. already a movie star. He was like mean, it's yes. huge. He had been, you know, he had already been to the to the level. It was huge. Uh-huh. Um, and his <coughs> ability to write, he was very opinionated about what was going on in the world. And then this music, you can hear that from one music he could talk about I wonder why they call you a bitch and he can talk about my letter to the president and he can talk about a message so it's to my child. different roles, different characters Yeah. It's, it's your mind state, a young guy you gotta think, he hadn't lived long enough to manifest his true power 25, 25. 25 years old 25.
1: you touched on something that I gotta elaborate on, you said letter to the president, you just uh, kind of pimped at yourself, what went behind that? Because you're, can I say this, you always say a lot of facts. You always say a lot of things that come to fruition. Rather, uh, a couple years ago, me and you talking about the Warriors, which we are getting in, but you said something that kind of, I'm like, why would they do that? You said, watch. But when it comes to the politics, for you to actually pin this letter to the president, what made you, and what was the mind frame behind it at that time? Because it was something that you, you just came off and, hey, this is what it is. Um, it was definitely inspired by Tupac's own letter to the president. Oh, um, that's why I use a Tupac
0: line in there. They have money for wars and can't feed the poor. Um, I put that in there. And, um, the powers in the people and the politics that they address. And if you don't address politics, then you're not addressing, you're not accessing your power. You're not rallying the troops to fight for something that's serious. People will go out and they'll go fight for a gang. They'll go fight for. Um, they will fight for frivolous things and meticulous things that mean nothing in the long, in the grand scheme of things um, you'll argue over whose block it is you'll argue where someone is from and the validity of their upbringing you'll argue over um, where you know certain things like this but you won't fight for a real cause you won't fight for rent control in your city that has the homeless lit, homeless rate going through the roof you won't fight for the changing of police brutality You won't fight for uh, laws and judicial systems that affect us. Is that because of
1: something like your outtake? Me personally, is that you're not afraid of, first of all, losing anything and you stand for what you believe in. A lot of these rappers be afraid, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's uh, corporate behind them. You've always been the type that was going to speak your mind, regardless of the backlash. And not to bring up anything, oh, but everything's come from fruition, even with you having the controversy with the radio station, being able to kind of bridge that gap and come back around. But you never has been afraid to go outside that box and take chances. Is that, like you said, because of that strong belief and also you growing up in the dope era, so you knowing how from the politics, uh, the Black Panthers and things like that, is that why you're not afraid to take those chances and kind of say, well, you know what, this might keep me from doing this, or this person I might want to book me. I just like
0: standing on real, the principles of morality and integrity, um, and if my morality and my integrity will cost me certain things, um, the sacrifice of that mediocre success is my tie to society, and we almost pay ties to society. No matter how much you change in the future, there's a debt that you still owe to your past. So your ties to your society, of what it is that you're willing to sacrifice for the furthering of your perspective. Do you think some of these like new artists are infatuated with in their quick success? that you spoke, of? I can't. You know, I, I, I can't. I can't say what's infectious to a lot of new artists. Oh, he, I'm not. I'm, I'm not these people, so I, I can't put uh, what they see and what their perspective is. I think a lot of people try to always label what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. I can't be responsible for what anyone else does outside of myself until i'm responsible of myself and what i know is i can continue to spew great advice good advice mm-hmm. uh lead by my personal experiences to those who are willing to listen and hopefully they can be influenced to make better decisions if the decisions that they're making are in question mm-hmm. um, so i can't talk about anything that these young guys are doing um, because behind every decision that is being made there's
1: been something that has made them see things that way. They influence. It was done that. I mean, that's one of the songs that you got that's my favorite, and I'm mad that, you know, that Kendrick Lamar song that you and Kendrick got, it, and it was, had a review, and I, I want to say, is the U.S. Times? Well, I mean, it, it was a good review that you got on that song. I asked you, why don't you push that one? more for people, because again, one thing about you, your voice speaks loud. I don't know about anybody else, but going back to what you said when you took your daughter uh, to hey, Asia, uh, uh, to Japan, put $20 a day, you guys can accomplish this too. Me and my daughter doing that. So again, the things that you do, you influence some people. That video, I, me personally, think is something that should have had a visual. out. Is it a reason behind that? or Because again, a lot of songs that I feel like are good, great songs, but songs that I feel like can be a wish for everybody to actually grasp off of that doesn't be heard. But yeah, still we got good reviews from top political people, magazines and things like that. Um, well, the, uh, the review was from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, there we go.
0: Um, and it was, it was a great review. I, yes. I reached out to the to the writer and uh, it was a great review. Um, that's actually one of my favorite records. Um, we all know when we did that record, um, it was, it was a dope record, man, um, and, man, I don't think many people saw in the early stages Lil' Brother growing and, and blowing up like that, you know, um, so to see where Kip Lamar is now Monster. is insane, Yes. and it's just, just getting, tracking him down and being more, so sort of like, yo, okay, let's shoot this video, <laughs> shoot this video, you know, he's, he's arguably one of the most in-demand artists to get. Always on the road, always going, always going. So you know, if, if the opportunity presented itself or presents itself, I would love to shoot a video with him. I would love to create a vision for them, or if not, to have some type of uh, computer digital cartoon like mm-hmm. video of it or some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song is very powerful, and, and I don't think that the world has heard the last of that. I think that song will be one of those records that will be around a long time, and, and mm-hmm. people will go back on that and be like, "Yo, yo, this is crazy."
1: And I can remember you actually going over some of those songs. This was back in 2012 when we were at your studio. And just the body of work that you have put in in that album, man, I want to tell you personally, great job. Because, again, you told us, you said, I'm not putting this album out just to put it out. When I put it out, the time going to be right. And I remember that for wishing. Also, that's why I congratulated you, like, tremendously on that. For me to tell my son, people don't understand it. I'm a hip-hop fan. I consider you hip-hop. I don't consider you a rapper. See, people get this twisted. We have this argument. You can't put you in the category of a rapper because you're not. You have different aspects. So when I say uh, platinum artist that has broken this, that's kind of dope for me. But do you think the mind frame of a lot of people just want you, they just consider you a, a battle rapper or or rap or not, uh, hip-hop. So I'm uh, gonna say legend, legend, yeah, hip-hop, words, us, legend. rap. Um, people refer
0: to you as what they're comfortable with accepting you okay. as. Several people will say hip-hop artists, some will say a battle rapper, some will say a key rapper. Whatever makes people comfortable. In my eyes, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I never try to go out and try to prove anything to anyone. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just standing. Um, I'm a writer, an author, a visionary, a philanthropist, there's several different titles, but I don't get lost in the title, because it's only so much in the name. I am who I am, and whatever person feels comfortable with referring to me as, if that helps their perspective and keeps their mind what it is, I'm I'm okay. I was just pulling robberies. Guess I hit the lottery or rap my way to Hollywood. I was skipping class, but I did enough the pass, which means I could go to college quicker than my partners probably could. Messing around on campus, someone told me about Messiah.
1: Set my world on fire, now they calling me a liar. But uh, my whole life changed. I found the truth. My king's melanated, but they wanna see the proof, man. Look at my life. Look at my wife. I should be locked up doing 20 to life. Yeah. You want the smoke? I got the lightest for my God. I set the whole world on fire. What you want from me?